Hello and welcome back to Inside Quotes, the show where my brother and I rewatch, review, and relive the staples of our childhood. This is episode 93, and I'm your host Jeremy, and with me today is my older brother Jonathan. Jonathan, welcome back to the show. I don't know what to say here. Quack quack everybody, it's good to be back here on the show. Jeremy, <laughs> what are we going to talk about today? <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Oof. The 1985 movie. Oof. Oof. <laughs> Actually, Jeremy, um, it's pronounced uff. <laughs> All right, buckle up, everyone. If you haven't seen this movie, this is going to be a weird one. Actually, if you have seen this movie, it's going to be a weird one. And the only person that we have that we feel is qualified, one of the people that we feel that are qualified to speak about this movie with us is our special guest today, Jason Mallow. Jason, welcome back to the show. Hi, welcome back. All right, back. shut hey. up. This is his first well, time. First time. Hey, listen. <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay. Long time listener. Yeah, yeah. First, first time guest. Big, big fan. <laughs> when when Jonathan said, you know, he, d- he didn't know what to say, I, I was a little worried because like, I wanted to say his line for him. I wanted to say quack, quack, <laughs> Go everybody. Okay, ready? Jason, welcome back to the show. Quack, quack, everybody. It's me, Jonathan. <laughs> see? It's Jonathan, see? Got some competition. Jonathan, it's super easy. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Should I be um, offended that I, I'm the only person you consider weird enough to talk about the movie Oof No, with? I, I, I corrected myself. <laughs> There's a couple people that I feel that are qualified okay. for it. It makes me feel a little, bit, a little yeah. bit better, but a little less special. But you yeah. specifically asked to be on this episode. so I did. I did. Hey, I mean, again, longtime fan and... You know, big off guy, big off guy. This this movie is like a staple of my childhood. Not just like I really wanted <laughs> okay, to just good. like I was just gonna that ask. That. No, 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 no. It's definitely a staple, and that's what I love about your podcast. Two brothers talking about their staples. It makes me think about my brothers and and and, and my their office supplies. And, yeah, <laughs> their office supplies. <laughs> supplies. <laughs> Man, this this movie is wacky and zany and weird, mainly because it's Weird Al. Yankovic's movie. I tell you, um, Weird Al was the second concert I ever went to. Oh, Ooh, tell yeah. me more. Mm-hmm. The second concert, me and my mother drove from Chicago, Illinois to Iowa City, Iowa, which I didn't know such a place existed, but yeah, it was it, it was the nearest place that Weird Al was going on tour. This was right after the um, the mandatory fun album had just okay. dropped. Yeah. Um, so it, it was like it was like that tour, right? Iowa City was had the highest ratio of size to absolute stink of a city. Hmm. We could see the entire city from our hotel, um, and it smelled like sewage everywhere. Oh, stink! No, it's just like no, unpleasurable no, to be there. Stink! Okay. Like physical. Like it was fine. Like I guess like whatever. It was it was fine. But like I'm sorry. Listeners, if from you're from Iowa City, Iowa City <laughs> you town stinky. That's hey, we can we can talk though, because we live in Bowling Green, Kentucky, where it, it, on every Thursday smells like dog food. Yeah, every Thursday where it rains, but, but this was, I mean, just like an undeniable stink for a whole weekend. Um, concert was really fun though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he did like costume changes. He played little clips on a huge screen of like every cameo he had ever done in a movie or a TV mm. show, like in between huh. his big set changes and stuff. Yeah. He would just like play like a compilation of movies he had been in or had been referenced in. Hmm. His yeah. concerts, I've been to, I think I've seen him three times. And okay. the shows are like some of the best like shows you could go to. There's, he's like, he does full costumes. He comes out and like has the fat suit on for when he comes out and plays that. 
like you said, he has like the clips in between. So when he's doing the costume changes, like there's always something going on to like keep the energy going. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's really good. My question <laughs> is obviously this, why would I question the weird man himself? But that's such a weird decision to choose Iowa city over Chicago. Yeah. Where you're I, from. <laughs> I mean, I, I could look up that entire, like all the cities they went to, but if I remember right, like all of them were like kind of like small ish towns. Mm. No, no, like really maybe like a few big ticket places, yeah. but so we saw them on that tour in Orlando. Okay. So, so yeah, it was just like a, a moderately sized town. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like the in. So my only experience seeing weird out was that same tour. And, uh, I like to think of that as the end cap to my childhood. Oh, like that was oh. the last night of my childhood, pretty much. Because <laughs> what, what happened? This then? was two <laughs> days. Well, it's just two days before I moved in to uh, my freshman year of college. Oh, okay, that so, makes some more sense. Yeah, nothing bad <laughs> happened. That was the night I became a man. <laughs> my innocence was squashed. <laughs> but it was cool. He played at uh, Universal at the. The Hard Rock. The Hard Rock. Oh, cool. Uh, whatever it's called. Yeah. Venue. Something. Uh, it was really cool. And then everybody brought out their tin hats and everything. Tin foil hats. Yeah, for oh, foil. Yeah. yeah. Cover of Lord's Royals. <laughs> and I was just like, all right, well, I'm just here for the hits. But I, I think that era of Weird Al was my like biggest fandom of Weird Al. Like, that was when I would... Okay, like, when I was a kid, I didn't have, like... like like a, a tablet or a phone or anything. I, I had a laptop that like my grandparents had got me for, I think going into sixth grade. So I could start doing more schoolwork as you yes. know, schools started to go more towards computers. I didn't have a desk or anything. I spent hours with my laptop placed on my bed and me kneeling on the floor <laughs> at my laptop playing video games and watching Weird Hell music videos <laughs> were like, the two biggest things I did. And I watched every music video from that album just like over and over. That's like the prior step of evolution to the iPad kid. Yeah, no, kneeling, kneeling like like straight 90 degrees, legs down, full body upright, so laptop on my bed. It was very uncomfortable, but I didn't like, I didn't have anything to compare it to, you know? I so that was, that's when you became a fan? Is during that time? No, no, that or that's like just my peak, peak fandom okay. when I was the biggest Weird Al fan that I was. Are you saying that? Okay, so that when you were the biggest fan, that's just not your favorite era of him, if you will. Um, to the Swifties out there, I mean, <laughs> what's your favorite Weird Al era? Oh man, I mean, I I really like this. You know, the UHF era. Okay, like mm -hmm. you know, you know, you kind of go based on his hair and glasses combo before he had the define. LASIK. Yeah, before the LASIK. And the biggest and the mistake hair. he's ever made, in um, my opinion. And before the hair went all the way down, <laughs> yeah. right? Because there's like, they went through eras of like short curly, and mm -hmm. then like the long curly, yeah. and then long curly, no glasses. Yeah. Um, this, this like 80s era of Weird Al is big for me, mostly because of this movie. Yeah. Um, but then I would also say that like, whatever, mid 2000s, I guess it was. Because mm -hmm. I think that's when he was like, this is my last like parody album ever. I want to say it was like some statement he made. I could be totally wrong about that, but that, that stuck with yeah. me. I was like, we got to go see him on tour. This yeah. is like the end of the end. So <laughs> I, just because I was the most obsessed with all of those songs, mm -hmm. I had, it was like one of eight CDs I've ever had in my life. I wasn't a big CD guy, but one I did have. <laughs> mandatory fun. It was mandatory fun. Oh man. Nice. And I played it all the time. So I, I, I'd say for me, it's like my biggest fandom. Okay. Okay. 
What about you, Jeremy? What is your favorite Weird Al album? Okay. Or era? See, my era and album are different, hmm. I would say. Probably my the, my era of Weird Al is the classic Weird Al show era. Okay. Like the 90s <laughs> post-UHF. The Side 90s. note, Jason, have you ever seen the Weird Al show? No, I have not seen the Weird Al show. Tell me more right now. Pause. We're going to watch it. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. <laughs> Uh, in, now that we've watched in, it in its entirety, let's discuss. In 1997, Weird Al had a kids' TV show on Saturday mornings that he hosted. Hmm. And it had like 13 episodes and was canceled. And it's great. Me and Jeremy quoted a lot, actually. Yes. Wow. <laughs> so what, are, what are some big quotes that come out of this show for you? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, Bobby and the Inquisitive Boy. Dad, I'm stuck, stuck again. And there's this kid stuck in a tire swing. And so his dad is like, oh, I'll, I'll help you. And he goes to the kitchen and just gets this huge jar of, like out of the cabinet. And it's just labeled as lard. But it's empty. <laughs> and it's like, it turns like, fades to black and white. And like red bars across the screen. Like he finds an empty jar of lard. And the end of it is just like, got lard? <laughs> Just oh, stuff man. like that. Like all the stuff, oh, like man. the most unhinged random bits in UHF, yes. it's in the show as it, well. It's an extension okay, of UHF. Okay. It, it has a lot of so that same stuff. I was going to say, that, that feels very like familiar to yeah. like shows that exist nowadays. Like yeah. Almost like this Weird Al show is like way ahead of its time of just completely <laughs> yeah. unhinged, unrelated comedy. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I was... <clears throat> it has its own lore and everything too. Mm. Like Harvey the Wonder Hamster, um, Fat Man, uh, just a split level cave. He yeah, lived he, he lives in a cave like 100 miles under the earth or something, yeah. and he has random people show come and visit him at his apartment. Hmm. The bare naked ladies showed up and played a show. Like, <laughs> it was just like you know, Hanson. Yeah. Like and Hanson was every... not playing Mbop, no, I might weren't. mention. I don't like, know what you the had song to get. Called. You had to get the deep cuts there. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Reminds me anyway, a lot of. Uh, awesome show. Yeah. What happened to lard jokes? I, like, I, f- I feel like that was a thing, right? Just the word lard was funny. You tub of lard. Yeah. It's like, like an insult. That that No one says that anymore, right? We're Probably because it's very insensitive. I think right. we just stopped using lard, and it became out of the general public's eye. Because lard's yeah. not healthy? We just switched to avocado oil. Avocado oil. Mm, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I don't know, just like... Large jokes felt like a subgenre of humor at one point, like very, very specific. Like, no, this is like lard humor, and for that to have like just the word lard, yeah, on the yeah. tub is funny. But then to turn into a got lard commercial is like yeah. extra lard humor. <laughs> Sounds like a show. It's I the same liked. energy as like naming anything and everything Bob and it being funny. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's a step above that. But I feel like you grow out of that phase, yeah, and you stick with the lard. Anyways, so Weird Al show era, late '90s. That's my favorite era, era. But my favorite album is Straight Out of Linwood. That's mm. that's a good one. So good. I had the privilege of him just coincidentally releasing all of his albums on June 21st, which is my birthday. Mm-hmm. So I often would get his album for my birthday. That was only twice because I only was a fan of him until then. Like, when he actually released. So I was a fan for Straight Outta Linwood, and I think he was, like, my first, pretty much first album. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then Mandatory Fun came out, and I got that for my birthday as well. Mm -hmm. But the others had already been out by the time I became a fan. Mm -hmm. But What's you, Jonathan? What's your favorite Weird Al era? Well, I've heard it described as everyone's favorite Weird Al album is typically the one that came out when they were 12. Like, that's the one that they fused with. What is this, with, SNL you know? rule of thumb? <laughs> I was just thinking that. I was so, going to say it. but <laughs> It's the same thing. Like, um, There's a trilogy of albums that is my like era, which is Running With Scissors, Poodle Hat, and Straight Outta Linwood, mm -hmm. that late 90s, early 2000s. And I feel like Poodle Hat is probably like right in the middle. That was like my favorite one. Mm -hmm. yeah. I like Running With Scissors. Running With Scissors is good. They're all good. But uh, I remember for Christmas one year, <laughs> I wanted a copy of Poodle Hat for um, for Christmas on CD. And our older brother, Larry, already had it. But I was like, I want my own copy. So I can listen to it whenever I want. You know, So that's what I asked for for Christmas. And then instead, Mom got me the Dare to be Stupid album instead. Oh, big upset. Well, I was so I was let down at, at first. first. You know, I was listening to it. So I was like, "This sounds old. What is this? I, I like a surgeon? I don't know these songs. I like I don't." <laughs> <laughs> That's like one of the best ones. <laughs> well, and, and but then I was like, the more I listened to it, I was like, "This is actually a really good album." Yeah, <laughs> this is like this is awesome. <laughs> and I like started telling my friends about it at school. It's like, "Hey, have you heard his old song? Like his old stuff? Did you hear Dare to Be Stupid?" And they're like, <laughs> "Oh, that's old. That's not good." And they like made fun of me. And I was like, "You guys are missing out." Yeah, deep cuts. That opens up a new topic for me there's a phenomenon um that i realized upon myself that uh me growing up in the in the 2000s and being a weird al fan and learning about his stuff prior to my life because he's been around for 50 years yeah um listening to his songs that he wrote and those being the first experience i've ever had with a song that sounded like that mm. So I have no knowledge of the original song he's parodying. So you think yeah. of the parody song first. I don't know the words to Gangster's Paradise, <laughs> but I know every single word to Amish Paradise. Yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, and like, like a virgin, what? Oh, can I, can I share something, a, a, a personal memory that you just unlocked for me? Okay. That's what so, we're here for. Okay, unlocking good. the memories. I'm, this is the Unlocking the Memories podcast. <laughs> Welcome back. Quack, quack. Um, <laughs> Welcome back. Quack, quack. <laughs> so me and my older brother, my brother's three years older than me, right? You, you know how every kid like wants to be like a filmmaker or make like a video, like especially at our age. Um, you know, kind of growing up, we're like, oh, like when YouTube was just becoming a thing, mm -hmm. and this was like crazy, yeah. and everyone yeah. wanted a slice. We were all getting right? YouTube famous. We're all like, getting we YouTube were, like, famous. Trying yeah. to make like a like a like a home version of Survivor at their house, something exactly like that. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so me and my brother, when we were little, decided to make like a shot for shot recreation of Amish Paradise. Oh no, <laughs> the music video. Um, is this still up? Are we allowed to see this? We never finished it. Oh. I, I, I wish we had it, but like I have completely forgotten about this moment until just now. Because there's one clip where it's Key and Peele who roll up in the car, right? In the music video when he says, I want to roll with the gangsters, yeah. but they all think I'm white and nerdy. Oh, Wait, I'm thinking of white, white, nerdy. white nerdy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. white and nerdy. <laughs> sorry, we didn't Amish do Paradise. Amish you Paradise. Said, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. I thought the wrong song. We were Disclaimer, Jason is a real fan. Um, he just had a Freudian slip. Absolutely. White and nerdy, <laughs> which was like my like first Weird Al song. 
You know, like the oh, song man. that introduces you was White and Nerdy, and that music video one of the over best. and over again. One of the best. It's probably so, his most popular one. I think so, right? Mm-hmm. So we were we were recreating White and Nerdy shot for shot, and the scene where Key and Peel roll up in the car and like are frantically like locking the locks on the like convertible car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we were filming that, and um, I walked up like way too fast before the moment in the song where they were supposed to drive away. So I just mm-hmm. like was standing there while my brother was pretending to be in a car wearing sunglasses and a fake <laughs> wheel, right? So we didn't like we ran out of time. We didn't know what to do. We just turned and like fake punched me in the face <laughs> and I fell down to the ground. There's just a really funny clip of me pretending to be dead and it's taking too long to start the song. So I like do a goofy smile at the camera. <laughs> made my made my brother and my mom laugh. And you know, that's a very special memory to me. Was the camera, man. Yo, well who else is gonna do it? I don't know. I love how you, not only you did not have a convertible, but you also didn't have a car. Dude, this was inside our house that we were filming. <laughs> you didn't even was go not outside. even outside. <laughs> this is inside the front room to our house. I'm loving this. <laughs> Me and uh, Tim made a video in high school, and it was supposed to be a scene of us like jumping out of an airplane. And you oh, remember this no. part? Jeremy yes. was the pilot, and it was literally our mom's minivan, like parked out in a field. <laughs> And I had a motocross helmet. And he, he just had a helmet on. We were filming from like the third row of the van, like in the back seat. And so he's just like, like helicopter and he's just yet. like steering yeah. the wheel, but he's supposed to be flying a plane. And obviously there's no graphics outside. Like he's not going anywhere. It's like cornfield. <laughs> and then like the guy that's supposed to jump out, he like slides the sliding door out and you, you just see him like jump out of the car. But like, that was it. That's what that reminded me of. <laughs> like jump out very gingerly and like yeah. land on the ground and like and you duck down the, real he, fast. He, like he throws his pack out and you just hear it like thud on the ground. And I didn't. <laughs> I didn't think to edit that out. Edit that sound out. <laughs> Do you have that? Uh, uh yeah, I've got it. Okay, Man. I want to watch that. This, so if you support us on Patreon, you can get mm, access to that. Uh, <laughs> ah, yes. that original clip. <laughs> so before we go any further, uh, Jason, this is your first time on the show. Mm-hmm. And I think we should have you take the world-famous IQ test. What do you think? Mm, the icky test, as we call it back home. Back yeah. In, in Chicago? Yeah, yeah. We say icky test. We got <laughs> popcorn chicken from McDonald's. Um, well, I thought I thought this happens at the end. This is this is now? Well, We're doing this now? So, we, we like to we've switch been it up, switching don't it up. You? <gasps> we've been switching oh up sometimes. Goodness. I don't know. Oh, keep me on my feet. I love it. I have a, a tray yeah, full yeah, of yeah. fruits and a loose fruit snacks on my tray. Let's go. <laughs> This is great. This is great. Let's let's do it. Let's do okay, the test. Okay. Okay. Question number one, Jason. What was the first movie you remember seeing in theaters? Oh man. I'm I'm sure it wasn't the actual first movie I remember okay. seeing, but I have I I have two that I remember at the same time. I don't remember which one I saw first. Um, first, Disney Pixar's Up. Okay. Was first. My grandmother and my cousin went with me, and apparently they had. They had already gone to see that, and they were seeing it again just with me. Okay. Which, I don't know. I'm like, what? why was I here for the second time and not the first? <laughs> um, but I remember my grandma getting upset about when Charles Muntz lights his house on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when he's like, oh, I want the bird. I'm going to burn your house down. That, like, made her, like, cry. <laughs> um, not the beginning of the movie? No, no, the end, the end where his the house is on fire. Yeah, that wasn't the part that made Grandma cry. Um, and I also very vividly remember Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Great movie, great film right there. Mm-hmm. Went with some friends from grade school who had like 
he had like four siblings mm-hmm. and so the youngest kid when like the aliens came out at like the very end sorry spoiler for oh. kingdom of the crystal skull where there's aliens at the end <laughs> um i remember like the littlest brother get back and i was like did you see the aliens wasn't that crazy and he was like so confident like i was in the bathroom at that time <laughs> and like he was so unfazed by it and i remember as a kid thinking i would be heartbroken if i missed something that like amazing yeah and he was just like so chill with it and that was like the first moment in my life I'm like maybe it's not a big deal i don't know how to read that like yeah. he's like it's like a brag like i was in the bathroom no I, it, it wasn't <laughs> don't mind me i was just joking <laughs> no he wasn't i mean like <laughs> he wasn't bragging about it he was it. bragging that he missed it he, he was just so like matter of fact like i was he's in the bathroom like, i didn't see it oh he just didn't care yeah he was like okay eh, i was peeing and I was okay like, oh like you're so chill about this hmm. maybe Maybe I should stop taking life so seriously. He must think Raiders is superior. <laughs> yeah, this like, like I gave up like on six it. Six-year-old kid. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. That seems those a little are, late. Those are a little late. Did yeah. you not go to the movies when you were really little? No, no. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm sure I did, but like okay. I literally can't. That's just your first them. memory. Those and those are just vivid memories. As gotcha. I can yeah. clearly remember being in the movie theater. Okay. okay. Right. Hey, I like those answers. Mm-hmm. We haven't gotten those yet. Um, question number two, what is the craziest snack you've ever snuck into the theater? Oh man, I, you know, I'm not one to like stick it to the man. Okay. If they tell me not to bring stuff in, I'm not bringing nerd. stuff in. Yeah, I <laughs> nerd. know. Give it to me now. Get, tell me I'm a nerd. I know. Well, the thing is we would always stop at like the Dollar Tree or whatever, or like the CVS and we pick up like the boxes of candy that they have mm-hmm. literally at the movie theaters, but we pick them up for $1. Yeah, sure. So, like, those aren't exciting snacks. It's literally the same things they have there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there was one time, I, I was so close. This was, like, two years ago. I was coming with you guys to go see a movie, and I was coming from, like, Brentwood, Tennessee or something, and I, like, was going all day all across, like, the Nashville area, and I stopped and got, like, a, like a chicken Caesar salad that I was very excited about. Mm-hmm. And I had to drive straight to the movie theater, like, an hour and a half away. I didn't have time to eat my salad. I was like, I should bring this. But decided not to. So you scarf it down before? No, I, I left it in my car. I said, it'll be good later. <laughs> like three hours Big later, mistake. I was like, I'm throwing this away. <laughs> I wasted man. that salad. You yeah. should have just called us. We would have snuck it in for you. Nah, yeah. man, it's all, it's, it's all good. I've, mm. I've, had a, I've literally had a chicken Caesar salad in the theater before. <laughs> have you really? Yeah. What movie? An entire salad kit. It wasn't chicken, but it was a salad okay. kit. Do you remember what movie you snuck I it into? I don't remember. I just had an idea. Yeah. Um, we should probably offer some kind of like creator course on how to sneak food into the theater. We should. Uh, Venom. Would <laughs> oh, it just come to you? <laughs> yeah. Have a, 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 a master, master class. Like a master yeah. class, yeah. Trench coat sneakery. We charge like $200 for it. Do you ever feel like getting on top of your... Sh- shoulders and wearing a big trench coat little rascal style <laughs> rascal style <laughs> oh, you know that, that just reminded me i did pull the bit once one time at the movie theater concession stand where i, I was like you know when you're like a middle schooler and you're like this is gonna be the funniest thing ever mm-hmm. so i i walked up to the guy at the like snack bar he was like hey what can i get for you and i was like <laughs> um i'll take an extra medium popcorn and a diet water <laughs> and he was like I don't even know what words you're saying right now, man. And I was like, <laughs> and I like ran away. It was like, the funniest thing I've ever said. You, you um, showed him. I know. No, I, I cringe to that. Like literally the next day and then for the rest of my life. I'm so ashamed that I thought that was funny. 
<laughs> guy handled it really well. Like he thought it, he was like, oh, uh, what? Anyway. <laughs> Question three. Um, if money is no object, what snack would you purchase from the concession stand? Okay. You know what? Hear me out on this. Like, like an icy, like a slushy. Okay. You know, I I think that's a terrible snack, right? Mm -hmm. But my little like monkey baby brain is like, oh, I want those colors. I want it. I want it in my mouth right now. You know, and I I, it's such a bad snack. I don't justify spending any money on it because like yeah. this is not worth the money. It's just like ice and syrup. Yeah. But if it's like if ice isn't a problem, then I'm getting the waste of the snack. I'm getting the thing mm -hmm. I know is a bad snack, but not feeling bad that I'm not spending my own money on it. You know. I would never buy it myself. So I'm like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I can see that. All right. Question number four. Do you watch movies with the subtitles on or off? Ooh. Oh, man. Um, for my whole life off. Get out. You know, mm -hmm. I, kn I knew this was going to be a controversial answer. Mm -hmm. So I know you're, you're big subtitle boys on this podcast. Yeah. Um, the idea of watching a movie with subtitles on was not even introduced to me until I started watching movie with like you guys. What? Yeah. Like I would never have even considered that. <laughs> I always thought it was like too distracting. I'm, like, I'm here. Like I love movies because of how much work the directors, the actors like set to like everybody puts so much effort into entire experience you're taking in with your eyes mm -hmm. and subtitles. I'm focused on the bottom third, just reading the whole time. And I feel like yeah. I'm missing so much like really cool stuff. I think the problem with the reason why we use subtitles, because some of these directors don't spend time on their sound design. That's true. Yeah, that is true. Um, I, you know, I like to take, wow. I like to take the experience of like, you should be able to understand what's going on just by watching it. If it's a good mm -hmm. movie, yeah. You should have it on mute and know what's going on. I think someone said that about like old school, like Disney animation or something like an old animator mm -hmm. said that. Mm -hmm. But um, I will say recently subtitles have been turned on in my house and <laughs> I have just chosen not to turn them off. So, okay. Lately, yes, but for my whole life now. Okay. That's fair. I mean, it's that's what like that question's there for. We just need you to come over to the dark side. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. And it, it currently <laughs> it's, it's, it's dark sided. Thanks. So, yeah. All right. There's one question here that I like. I've kind of taken off, but what what was the movie rental store in your hometown? Mm. Because I've always paired it up Blockbuster versus Hollywood Video, and no one that's been on the podcast has ever been to a Hollywood Video. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, did did you go to Blockbuster growing up, or was it like a local thing? Or um, oh man, you know. We we went to the library more than either of those. Okay. Great answer. We, we answer. rented we did DVD, that too. VHS tapes, mm -hmm. everything from the library. And there's one very like fateful day of my life where we were going to the library, me, my dad, and my older brother mm -hmm. when we were kids, um, to go rent movies from the library. Um, and there's like one man. I don't even know what movie this this is, but it's so specific. It's like. It's like in the same Thomas the Tank Engine, JJ the Jet Plane Realm, but like a steamboat that talked. I don't know if that's familiar, but um, I'm I was picturing a show on PBS. I that sounds right, I, but I can't, I can't remember, remember exactly. what it was called. Do you remember this? Or Steamboat Sammy? That doesn't sound familiar, but it was like tugboats. Maybe so. Yeah. Anyway, that might have been what I wanted. Anyway, 
we were going to the library to get this yeah. uh, PBS show, and my brother says he slipped. But from what we're all holding hands, walking across the parking mm-hmm. lot, my brother says he slipped. What I feel is my brother yank his arm down, and my little three-year-old arm in his, he throws me to the ground, and I fall face first on my sick Pokemon sunglasses that had flipped off of my eyes onto my forehead and made initial contact with, like, the concrete. Um, And I had to get, like, a bunch of stitches. And, you know, don't remember anything else other than I woke up, there's a man in a suit, and every time he came in the room, I was in pain. Mm. Um, Mm. And I I still have scars. Never got that Theodore Tugboat tape or whatever it was but um you never rented a movie again that's right i actually don't think we did too scared to go back to the library <laughs> but i bet you were the coolest kid in your class well i always said it was like stitches i said it was like a harry potter scar right since on my yeah. forehead yeah yeah but it's it's very visibly in the shape of like nubs on glasses <laughs> <laughs> so i couldn't like hide that yeah all right well the final question here mm-hmm is what movie, in your opinion, is totally overrated? Mm. I've thought a lot about this one, and I've had an answer for so long until last week where someone like made me rethink it, right? Oh, man. The movie I think of that is completely overrated um, is Arrival. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, Jeremy Renner, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like, aliens come to Earth and we don't understand them, but they teach us a new mm-hmm. way to communicate. Um and, and I told that to someone, and they're like, no, you don't get it, which immediate red flag, right? Um, <laughs> but they're like, the story's told out of order, right? Like, you're seeing kind of flashbacks into yeah. when they get together and have a kid. Spoilers for the movie Arrival. <laughs> um, That's but never fun. Exactly. Why should you, you have to watch once? a movie twice to, to fully understand it? Yeah. You know, I get it if you want a deeper understanding, but your initial understanding and enjoyment of a movie should not be based on multiple rewatches. Hmm. Um, that, but that also shouldn't be the that. key factor, the best part of the movie, yeah. is the way that it's told. There's a couple movies that can do that, and they have done that, and they're famous mm-hmm. for doing that. Mm-hmm. But that's a one-and-done, one-trick pony. That's mm-hmm. like, that, no. I've, I've just heard for so long, a Rivals movie that like changed the way I think about life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, this must be an incredible movie. Mm-hmm. And I watched it and walked away. I was like, I don't get it. So maybe I'm just not smart enough. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. But Okay. For me, it's overrated. I, I watched that for the first time, I think, last year. And I enjoyed it, but it was one of those things where I was like, okay, I didn't quite follow everything. And, like, the more I thought about it, I would, like, it would be this circle of, like, I'd get to a certain point where I was like, oh, I think I'm understanding all the different levels to it. And then I'd be, like, right back where I started. And, like, oh, wait, I don't know. I don't really understand this. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Right. Well, uh, I was calculating your answers here on the on the IQ test, and you got a score of forty two. Yes, bet you're hoping yes. for that because you're uh, yeah. a fan of the show. I am a fan. I know that's I know that's a perfect score. Perfect I know score. It's the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy answer to the universe. So. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Spoilers if you haven't. Never mind. Well, that's all we've got for today, folks. Uh, <laughs> oh wait, should well, we talk about the movie? The Oof. movie. Okay. <laughs> should we talk about the movie UHF? <laughs> It's actually pronounced UHF. You're trying to get more so engagement. Just, so we via... just say stuff that's wrong on purpose to get people to comment <laughs> yeah. on it. Um, actually, comments. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, Jeremy, um, you did state that this movie came out in 1985 earlier at the beginning. Did it, not? it came out in 1989, the Let same summer something. as the Michael Keaton Batman. 
Okay. The Last Crusade and Ghostbusters 2. So it had a lot of competition, and this movie made no money at the box office. <laughs> <Did you> really? <laughs> I mean, it made like it made back its budget, and that's it. It was made for like five million, and it made like six. So would, I mean, would this be considered like, okay. a flop? This was a flop. Whoa! Um, I've heard Weird Al talk about how like this movie, the test screenings for this movie like scored for their studio like way higher than anything else they'd ever produced, higher than like. RoboCop or whatever. Yeah. And so everyone was like really excited about it. And he was like, people were like delivering like fruit baskets to my room every day, like fresh fruit or whatever every day to my room. And then like after the movie, oh, after <laughs> opening weekend and like nobody went and saw it, like went and saw it, it's like the fruit basket stopped. <laughs> so that's my definition of a flop. Yeah, I think this movie was actually like contributed to a little bit of like a lull in Weird Al's career because he had the album before this. It was the um, Polka Party. Like yes. the one with like living, yes. living with a hernia, classic song. But uh, that album didn't do that well. And then this movie came out and it was like a flop. And there was like a few years where like it wasn't until um, he did the parody of "Smells Like Teen Spirit," the Nirvana song, that like that like revitalized his career. But I think with this movie is like the definition of like a cult classic mm-hmm. for me. Yes, um, I agree. Almost no one has ever seen it, but if you meet someone who has seen it, they're like, "Oh yeah, this I love." Oof, <laughs> it's true. I do, I do love Oof. This this movie was like, I heard about it through word of mouth, through like our older brothers. Yeah, and it was like legendary. Like it was a movie I wanted to see for a long time, but we didn't own it. And like they went to their friend's house and would like would watch it, but. Yeah, this one, I don't know, what, did you, did your family, Jason, own this? Yeah, so we, my grandparents have, like, a really, really tiny, like, like, a cottage in central Illinois. I wouldn't even consider it, like, a lake house, because that, okay. you know, brings, conjures images of, like, luxury, and, you know, it wasn't, it was a very, very small house on a very small lake in the middle of nowhere. Um, so there's, you know, no cable, no satellite, no nothing, and, like, later years like no wi-fi and stuff Mm -hmm. so we just had a vhs player and very very few vhs tapes right um the three big ones were uhf midnight madness yes um and sesame street silly song sing along okay were like the three big tapes at the cottage so so weird yeah so like i really associate (laughs) this movie and all the jokes and everything like with all of the feelings that come mm-hmm. with like being at that house and you know, the smells, the sights, the family, the jokes, the hmm. everything all kind of like fits in a certain little comfy spot in my brain. Right. Yeah. That's kind of more why I like this movie more so than any of the jokes or the pacing or anything else weird. It's like, <laughs> it's a, it's a very nostalgic movie for me, I guess. Yeah. So we had the pleasure of watching Midnight Madness for the first time this past year. Mm-hmm. You showed us that one. Mm-hmm. That was good. I, I definitely could see that being like, we would have loved that growing up. Um, can that be? Can I? Can I make an, a former pitch right now that Midnight Madness is an honorary staple? Honorary staple. Honorary staple, Jeremy. I could say that. Yes. We'll allow it. Yes. Only because of the Polar Express connection. <laughs> this is like a sidetrack, but like, did your grandparents buy UHF and put it in this cabin, or did that come with the cabin? Oh, I. I mean, definitely the former, but I've never actually thought about the answer to this question. <laughs> I'm just fascinated. 
I mean, when you're a kid, you don't question where the movies come from. Right. Especially if you're in the middle of nowhere and you got one VHS tape. I mean, you're yeah. like, time to watch. It's late at night. Time to watch a movie. I pop, mean, pop one of the three in that we had. I'm just thinking about like staying at cabins and like watching whatever random movies are there mm-hmm. that just are just part of the cabin that you just watch. Like, I remember I have a vivid memory of Jeremy watching Rocky and Bullwinkle Ooh. in like a cabin in North Carolina one time mm-hmm. just because that was like one of three tapes that they had there that they left cabin movies hmm. i went i went camping with my uh my friend from boy scouts on his like grandparents property and his grandpa just kept like recorded version like recorded tapes of samford and son on tape <laughs> specifically on his property on that trailer and that's the only time they ever watched it they would go camping and watch samford and son they in didn't the watch samford and son when they went home <laughs> no <laughs> That's great. I love that UHF was a cabin movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Hmm. And and just the fact that this had Weird Al, like I obviously we've all talked about our our Weird Al memories. We grew up listening to the songs. We all loved it. And just so to find out like Weird Al was in a movie, like I had to see this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, actually, going back to the Weird Al show thing, like when I got my first debit card. Like that was the first thing I bought online. No way. Was the Weird Al show really? on DVD, <laughs> and shortly after UHF, like, because I wanted to see these things. You are a truer fan than I'll ever <laughs> wish to be. Like that's that's incredible. The first time I ever logged into Amazon.com was to buy Weird Al. <laughs> that's crazy. like on VHS, like to the, buy the, the, the DVD, DVD like TV season. Yeah, man, that's incredible. Yeah. Here I am thinking I'm like the only person who's ever seen the movie UHF, and you're like miles ahead of where I'll ever be. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, if you know someone that's seen this movie and likes it, like, you've got a friend for life, I feel like. That's part of like the cult classic nature of it. Mm-hmm. But like, if you can appreciate that, probably you have a similar sense of humor, I guess, yeah. is part of it. But if you can watch this movie with all of its pacing issues, and random music video in the middle of the movie, <laughs> and you still love it and have a, a soft spot in your heart for it, like, I don't know. Man, I, I you're know a true you, fan. I know you're not <laughs> bad mouth in the ballad of Jeb, uh, <laughs> Jeb and, Blanchett or... Jed, Cla- Jed, Jed Clampett. Clampett. Jed Clampett. <laughs> we, <laughs> what did I say? Jed Blanchett. Our, our family was big dead. Beverly Hillbillies fans, oh, I, I was so not, we knew all so. about it. We knew all about that. Maybe that's why I can't stand that part of the movie. Yeah. Is because I like did not grow up well, watching Beverly Hillbillies, mm-hmm. so I'm like, what is this? This is like such a total halt in the middle of the movie. I get it because it's like he's a musician, yeah. music video. It's like a plug for your career, right? But oh man, I mean, even then, I still didn't like the song that much though, because yeah. I didn't think it was that funny. Mm-mm. Like it's kind of a, just a retelling of like the the theme song, yeah, set to the I, what's the band name? I can't remember. Dire Straits yeah. song. I will say one of my favorite bits in the whole movie is in the middle of that music video because I love like small overlooked bits, right? Mm-hmm. So there's, there's a part where like the camera keeps changing on Weird Al as he's singing and he's like frantically turning around trying to find the camera yeah. to sing into it. And it's like to the left, to the right, now it's like below him or above him. And at one point he like drops his guitar and just grabs the camera and like screams into it like the words of the song. And like that's like a you blink and you miss it, especially because there's so many colors and mm-hmm. weird like changes in animation going yeah. on so yeah i i love stuff like that <laughs> i i feel like the the music video part was I don't, a storytelling device that they were trying to get across in the movie of like his character was like always daydreaming and stuff 
but I don't think it was like executed very well. I feel like it, like they kind of mentioned it at the beginning. It's kind of like there's like lines here that like, oh, if that's why I've been fired six <laughs> times because I daydream. I honestly for, forget that's a, like a subplot every time. Right, that's yeah. like his main motivation, and that's supposed to be like where he gets his ideas for like the TV shows that he comes up with the ideas and. But yeah, I feel like that wasn't executed fully. I just took this <laughs> as like, I don't care what the plot is. I'm here to watch Weird Al parody movies instead of just music. And that's enough, really. Yeah, I'm here for... I was sold before I saw the movie. <laughs> I always forget that it's him daydreaming. I think it's Stanley Spadowski. Like, I always think it's like him. Like, he's the star. It's all his ideas, mm. you know? And especially because the way the story's told, it feels like some of those shows already existed. Yeah. You know, it's like, wait, was this a pre... like? pre-George Newman owns the network show. I don't know. It's just weird not to order. I love how, like, hectic it is, and, like, it's almost like an mm-hmm. anthology of silly shows and spoofs. Yeah. But when you try to shoehorn in, like, that's the story, it, it just gets lost in the mix sometimes. It's a good story. I like that they raise all the money um, to it's save fine. the channel. Yeah. But I don't know. It's Pacing is definitely an issue, like you said. The story is definitely just a service. Like, how do we get the parodies in here? Yes. You know, yeah, you're right. Yeah, the, the, the sketches, basically. Um, I feel like the movie itself, the title is confusing. The movie itself is probably outdated. Like, no. Oh, yeah. Like, just the concept for the movie. I feel like kids today probably wouldn't even understand. What is a telethon? <laughs> what a telethon? I've never is. seen one. They're Wait, like what do you mean they're, he owns a they were like, is that like he owns a Netflix. Well, they were like streaming on Twitch and people were like donating to them. Uh, oh, yeah, that's a good way. Yeah, because like because their situation era. was mad unfortunate, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, boomer. Hey. <laughs> oh, thank you for the mop. Uh, thank you. Even like, do you even know what UHF means? No. I, I'd be curious. Do you know what this means? Mm-hmm. You know what it means? Ultra okay. high frequency. Yeah. Like there's there's different like mm. wavelengths of broadcasting. And I want to say ultra high frequency is the only one that like television shows can be on. So, I don't fully yeah. understand this, but I know there's like high frequency, low frequency, ultra high, like ultra low, so, ultraviolets at the bottom. Yeah, I, I don't fully understand it either. But I know that there's, there's VHF and there's UHF when it comes to like TV stations. Mm, okay. And a lot of like the broadcast networks, we're talking like NBC, CBS... Channel stuff 8. like that channel 8 news yeah like those were like the networks those were on like the lower um the vhf stations and like uhf was like the more Accessible. local stuff mm, okay. more off okay. the wall stuff like you didn't know what you were gonna get and the, the only reason i know about this was we had this like storm like battery powered tv do you remember this jeremy yes i do it was like battery powered it took like 8D batteries or something like that. What a and it was like a little, it was like a radio slash like black and white, like three inch television. Like an emergency thing. Yeah. Straight okay. from the 80s. So you could like see what was going on in the event of a hurricane that we faced every other day in Florida. Yeah. And I remember on that, cause it had like an antenna and like on the, the dial to like go to the, the stations, it had a differentiation between like VH, uh, VHF and UHF. And I was like, Oh, that's how I, like I put stuff together. Mm. I don't know for that, but like Weird Al's talked about this. Like the title of this movie would make no sense to anyone today because they don't even really. It's all. It's actually digital now. Digital people don't really use those antennas mm-hmm. much anymore. So, but for me, that's a lot of the charm of this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, 
is how it exists in this era and it really like plays up every part of it with the secrets of the universe mm-hmm. reason like the crazy like wires and yeah you know they intercept his broadcast live and make <laughs> him say this community means as much to me as a festering bowl of dog snot <laughs> Which is the first quote from this movie that I think we've said on the podcast. <laughs> Why is that the one? That's I not don't even, know. That's not even like one of the big quotes. <laughs> what is y'all's favorite parts of this movie? Anything that Michael Richards says. <laughs> um, I'm thinking of something orange. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's his name. I didn't, I didn't know his name. Stanley Spadowski. Sorry, Kramer. Yeah. Kramer. Yes. Um, Kramer's in this movie, everybody. Kramer. Kramer's the janitor. <laughs> slash tv star um he, he any scene that he was in became the things that were like were our quotes yeah you know mm. something blue <laughs> or it, it's the he says i'm thinking of something orange because this blindfold is orange yeah something orange you give up it's an orange <laughs> <laughs> my favorite stanley spadowski quote is when <laughs> bonanza theme song and we appreciated that because we like Beverly Hillbillies and Bonanza. Yeah. So we're, I mean, two for two already. References. My favorite quote of Stanley's was when Weird Al's like sitting outside the TV station all like bummed out. Um, he, he walks up to him and is like, it's like ask him, oh, George, is everything okay? How are you doing? And he's like, Stanley, you don't want to know. And Stanley just says, oh, why'd I ask? <laughs> just scratching his head. I don't know. That one's always got me. Stellar performance from him, always. And then, like when he's doing the little promo, like U sixty two, be there. Uh, uh, uh. (laughs) Just like it, just the camera sits on him for too long. (laughs) I think another one of my absolute favorite parts of this whole movie, just a plus scene. It's got to be Raul's Wild Kingdom. (laughs) It's my favorite or favorite show. That's in my like top five moments of the movie. Maybe number one. (laughs) Yeah. I had, you know, when you had a little kid brain watching this, I genuinely thought turtles would stick if you licked them on the bottom and shoved them at the ceiling. Like, that sound effect, so convincing. Oh. Just like, I was like, oh, that, that yeah. works. That has to work in real life. It needs a suction cup. He was so funny. He was so good. Um, I just saw a, a GIF. When I when I look up UHF mm-hmm. and, like, the GIFs tab on, like, iMessage, there's there's a lot of Stanley Spadowski. There's yeah. a lot of, like, George Newman, like, reaction shots. Yeah. But, and there's a lot of Cooney. Um, but there's Cooney. one of Raul <laughs> shaking the ant farm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which they if, hate it when you do this. Like, if you send that to someone, you'll have no idea what you're looking at. But if you know, yeah. like, you know what you're looking at. <laughs> yeah. So the quote that always got me, was whenever the supply man comes to Raul's apartment is delivering mm-hmm. all the animals to him for the next show and he's like he's like six badgers and Raul just goes badgers badgers we don't need no stinking badgers <laughs> cuz it just like pauses the whole movie and takes you away from it all mm-hmm. um What's I later quote? it's a quote to I um, later found out it's a reference to yeah. something but I didn't know that and I just yeah, died Jones. every time no, even that is referencing an old like western. Oh, <laughs> which is funny because like if if you don't know that that's a reference, it's, it's just, just like totally all. Yeah, just, you're right. It all, it's the whole movie. You're just like, like what the? you're like what is what is this guy's deal with badgers? I need to know. <laughs> yeah, because they don't explain it. They yeah. just that's the yeah. last time you see Raul. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and like on a sad note, he did pass away. The actor passed away like in production of the movie. Like he was killed by like a drunk driver, and so the oh. movie was like dedicated mm. to him. Oh, it's in was the it really? Oh, yeah, wow. I think Weird Al's talked about how he was supposed to come back, like at the telephone or something like that. Be later on in the movie. Oh, but he like he, like mid filming. Yeah, like, mid filming. Oh, like wow. so, they didn't. There was some more stuff like planned for him, but unfortunately, we got what we got. Oh, That's wow. so sad. Yeah, that's really sad. His name was uh, Trinidad Silva. So. Hmm. And he was, like I said, he's one of those small characters, but he left an impact yeah, on us. I yeah. mean, I love that's that he's like That's going to make me sad the next time I watch this. Oh, man. Well, just like what? that Badgers joke, Jonathan brought the, hot cat, <laughs> the podcast to just okay, okay. screeching Mo- halt. Moving on. Uh, my <laughs> other, like, almost favorite scene in the movie is when he's like, today we're teaching poodles how to fly. Yeah. <laughs> They cut to like a pile of poodles on the you ground. Just, it's like, just like, like a barely yeah. like half second. He just throws a poodle out the window of his like three story apartment. Oh man! Oh man! <laughs> Sometimes it takes him a little bit to get off the ground, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how any one scene could be better than all of Raoul's yeah. Wild Kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, scenes with Cooney. Hmm. Uh, strong, he, strong runner-up. He, he adds. Like. He adds. That that is the number one inside quote from this movie. Yeah. At least for me and my family. Mm-hmm. Stupid. Was I'll take what's in the box. I'll take what's in the box. You get nothing. Stupid. You're so stupid. Cootie's so funny though, because I I just love the scene at the beginning when they go back to the apartment and he he lives next to a karate school. And we were talking Great about bit. this. This Great was like bit. one of the best bits of the movie. It was like, it's like, Bob, what time is it? And a karate, like one of the guys, the students just like punches through the wall and there's a, like a drywall and he grabs the watch off the guy's hands. Watch, oh, yeah. 7.30! <laughs> I gotta go, Bob. It's like, it's never even brought up that it's like <clears throat> the inconvenience that they live next to karate studio, yeah. but like <laughs> their whole conversation, like the like stuff's falling off the you wall. Can it, the <laughs> bodies are slamming against the wall. <laughs> guys are flying out the windows yeah. next to them. Great, a perfect, a perfect bit. Yeah, and you know, it's also the introduction of what I might call the perfect snack, the Twinkie Wiener sandwich. You might call it that. <laughs> some, it's been known to be a perfect snack. Let's say some people in this room, not all people. Some people would consider it a perfect snack. Jeremy, do you want to explain to the audience what a Twinkie Wiener sandwich is? So you start off with a little lemon juice and some ketchup, and you. <laughs> oh, wrong movie. My bad. Uh, a Twinkie Wiener sandwich is pretty much two thirds explanatory. There's a hot dog, a Twinkie, and Easy Cheese, and it looks just like a regular hot dog with mustard on it. So you flip. The it Twinkie. looks like a Play-Doh version of a regular hot dog. If that's ever enticing to you. So yeah, uh, Jason, you'd never had a Twinkie Wiener sandwich before. No, never even crossed my mind to eat something <laughs> like this. You weren't even a little curious from seeing this movie that this might be something you'd like to try someday? <laughs> I was. <laughs> no, the, the bit is that it's so gross no one would ever eat this. <laughs> like, I thought I, I thought I understood that joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't. We just wanted to be, like, immersed. I understand. I would say... In our family, Jeremy has always been the more adventurous eater. Sure. He's wanted to try things. 
I'm not like that usually. Let's just say Ratatouille is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> but for me, <laughs> but for me, I was such a Weird Al fan. I was like, if he likes it, I gotta like it too. <laughs> and I'm gonna wear a Hawaiian shirt while I eat it as well. That's that was so, actually your justification. I mean, yes. I mean, I had to try it. I love Weird Al. Why wouldn't I like his food? Like Jonathan, I, like loves, I said, Jonathan loves Weird Al more than anybody that you, I know. You don't have to understand. Like first a lot of people Carter grew out of <laughs> their Weird Al fandom. You know, once they became a teenager. Oh yeah, I, I, I didn't. Weird Al. I didn't. Okay, it, it stuck with me, and he is still one of the greatest comedians of all time. I said it. Um. So. <laughs> Yeah, I remember it wasn't until like college that I remember like trying it. I, I, I feel like I was like maybe it was high school, I don't know. I'm trying to think. It was high school for you, I think. It was probably it was probably like later high school. It was right before you it was senior year of high school for you. I feel like it I was in my tropical Tuesday phase. Like I was yeah. wearing I was wearing a, a Hawaiian shirt every Tuesday. Oh, this is a holiday Jonathan yeah. made up. In high school I decided like to be like well it was also it was a weird owl reference, but it was also like my ska fandom, Aaron Barrett yeah. of Real Big Fish, always wore a Hawaiian shirt. So I was like, yeah, I'm, so I'm going to be a Hawaiian Tuesday. shirt. Every Tuesday, I'd wear a Hawaiian shirt to school. And I like convinced a lot of my friends to wear one, too. So I think during that phase, oh. I was like, I gotta, I'm like a tropical guy. I also carried guy. that tradition on at FC. Wow. A couple of us in our lab would wear, our Tuesday lab would wear our uh, Hawaiian shirts and make for Tropical Tuesday. You guys had a lot of power back then. We did. Sure did. And by, I mean, our friends, I meant like two or three people. Like, also, <laughs> I mean, so maybe like four or five. Triple the amount of maybe influence you have as one person. <laughs> <laughs> but I just remember like, you know what? I'm going to try this. And I went down to the store. We used to live by this, like, that hostess store. <laughs> Do you Some remember like, that? Hostess? It Wonder was, Bread Outlet. Mom what? called it like the day old bread store. Because it, it was like, <laughs> it was like all the bread that was like, Kind of getting to the end of its shelf life that needed to sell, and it would be okay. like super cheap, no, okay, close to the bread what? factory, and like people that had low income families. Oh, I see. Would okay. go shopping and, for their and, bread, but they also had like all like the the snacks, like all Makes that sense. kind of stuff, like the no, hostess I, cakes. I grew up and by like, like a like an Entenmann's outlet, okay, which I yeah. didn't think was weird until mm. I've never ever seen another one in my yeah. life before. <laughs> yeah. So I, I okay, I get it. So like I just I drove down the road, picked up a box of Twinkies. I think we may have had some hot dogs at home. I must have got some spray cheese there too. Cheese whiz. There's a lot of words for that. Easy cheese, cheese there. whiz. I don't know where I got it. Cheese whiz is what I cheese whiz. go to. Anyway, I got all the ingredients and I made it. And I ate it and I didn't hate it. I also thought it was like a nice after school snack to like tide me over between no, like dude. school and It's coming from the guy that convinced me to eat a peanut butter and ham sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Look, I, I didn't eat them every day. But I did eat it multiple days in my life, I have to say. How do you eat this and go back and be like, I could do that again? You ate the whole thing. Yeah. And said, I'm going to do this another well, day. Well, Jason, what was your reaction <laughs> to eating it? Oh, wait. Let's find out, shall Let's do we? The so uh, so uh, you, you brought a clip with you, right? Can you just yeah, set yeah, up yeah. the clip <laughs> we're about to hear? Let me set up this clip that you're uh, about to uh, listen to. So I... I, I came into the studio to watch UHF with the, the lovely podcast hosts, um, Quack Quack, um, and pretty early into the movie, when the cheese, the Twinkie Wiener sandwich shows up, Jeremy pauses the movie and says, all right, remember when I texted you and said, don't bring ice cream, 
I've got dessert. <laughs> I didn't say don't bring it. That was the message I, said, I got oh, well, out got of it. Dessert. No, I was going to Culver's and I said, hey, I was going to Culver's. Do you guys want ice cream? And you said, no, we got dessert. And I said, <laughs> oh, okay, I won't spend the money on this ice cream that I love. I was trying to give you not to get ice cream. That I love so much. And instead, I skip custard and show up. I said, what's the dessert? And Jeremy pulls out a Twinkie Wiener sandwich. Roll the tape. Okay, Jason, do you want a Twinkie Wiener sandwich? No way. <laughs> you actually have all the stuff? It's only three ingredients. <laughs> Who? But I don't like Twinkies, wieners, wieners sandwiches, <laughs> and easy oh cheese. Goodness. <laughs> have you ever had it? A... Wait, he dips it in a glass of milk in a coffee cup. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> it shall be done. <laughs> Microwave these doggies. They I have air fried them. They were the air fried. <laughs> oh, what is this? Oh, what is this? Have you had one of these? I have. Really? Yeah. What? You had one of these? Oh, yeah. Should, should we tell them what we think of them? No. Yes. All right, there's your glass of milk in a coffee <laughs> mug. I just got a whiff of hot dog. <laughs> Which one would you like? I, I hate hot dogs by themselves. <laughs> Let's just go for it. <laughs> All right, ready? About it. <laughs> Cheers. What are your thoughts, Jason? Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Did you, <laughs> you guys? Are you serious? <laughs> Eat that whole thing? Absolutely, we did. Oh my goodness! We commit to the bit. Oh. <sighs> Dude, I had to like focus on the easy cheese just to get me through it, just like a familiar taste. So that's your favorite part of the. Of Actually, the yes. So a lot weirdly. of people are grossed out by that the most. That's the part that like, I don't know. <laughs> it's like a straight jacket, you know. Makes you feel crazy, but you know you're not gonna go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't I can't finish That's that. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to. But now you can say Goodness. you tried a Twinkie Wiener sandwich. I don't want to look at it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so our show art was done by Bryce Bridgman. <laughs> Actually, so mad I didn't get ice cream that night. <laughs> I could tell you were a little. You were you were looking like. Um, Bob looked after he ate that box of Yappy's dog treats. Okay, that's probably one of my number one <laughs> quotes from this movie. Oh my goodness. That's that's his friend. That's his roommate. Yeah. Is the yeah. dog. Yeah. I thought it was just some random clown they hired. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, that's, yeah, they no, made that's, that's Bob. Yeah. yeah. Bobo falls down, goes boom, boom. A big, a big Bobo quote. Bobo falls down, go boom. A big quote, that, that meter, that yeah. something, something, fall down, go boom, I yes. said over and over, no clue what it was from until this rewatch. I love it when <laughs> that I happens. That. I, I constantly say, um, when describing food or like preparing to cook food, uh, I usually add in, it tastes like, like, you know, whatever, blah, 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 with just a hint of cheese. <laughs> I wrote that one down. That's a classic one for me. I feel like Your I said, dog will love that liver and tuna taste. Yeah. And hey, mom, it's nutritious too. <laughs>
Mrs. Hockenberger's butter cookie. <laughs> uh, oh man. Okay, actually, another one of my sorry going going way back. Another one of my favorite mm-hmm. moments from this whole movie. It's got to be the Spatula City commercial. Uh, yep, yep. Um, very that's classy. Very huge. Classy. That's probably number two quote, other than Wheel mm. of Fish, is Spatula City, Spatula City. Yes. <laughs> Remember, they make great gifts. <laughs> what better way to say, I love you, <laughs> than with a spatula? And it cuts to the guy in like, the yeah. desk. It's like, I love spatula so much, I bought it. I bought the company. I bought, I bought the, company. the company, yeah. <laughs> I never noticed until this rewatch that you see his eyes going back and yeah. forth like, like he's, he's reading, he's reading what to say i've i've never noticed that. i yeah. just thought it was like a deadpan like <laughs> i like their spatula so much i bought the company but it was like he's reading what to say <laughs> yeah um okay i wrote down best segments of the movie okay we've already talked about Ra- raul's wild kingdom yeah next i had spatula city spatula city um gandhi 2 oh god uh, yes. punching through the stomach this movie has a, a level of gore for me that I could not handle when I first watched it. Like, like I genuinely was sick to my stomach from seeing the uh, Conan the bar- Librarian scene where he really? shot the guy the in the chat, hot dog style. If you go back and watch that in slow motion, like you see like the obviously fake like yeah. guy, yeah. like it, it yeah. doesn't even look like a real guy. It's so funny yeah. how fake it is. I can appreciate that. But what about Gandhi too? Oh, just just the whole commercial he's like he's like an 80s action star yeah he's like, like also knows how i was party. is that not weird that's not weird al in a suit right is that him it, i always so, thought it was him actually it's his manager okay jay levy who directed the movie okay and co-wrote mm, it with okay. him um that's his like cameo the director's gotcha. cameo is that he's gandhi too what <laughs> he's gandhi cameo. too what i just thought awesome they cameo. put a, a bald cap on the mustache yeah. weird al and for whatever reason, the quote that sta- that stands out to me of that whole sequence is, Give me a stick. Uh, give me medium a rare. stick. Medium rare. <laughs> medium rare. <laughs> I really want salmon right now for dinner. I don't know why. Mm, well, that, that leads to the next segment, <laughs> yeah. Wheel of Fish. <laughs> oh, man. I, I never caught that. You know, this is like they're the whole plot of the movie is that they're finding people from their community to have shows. So it's like their neighbor Cooney, yeah, who calls yeah. everybody stupid all the time. <laughs> then this is his bit. It's like, hey, just come on the show and call everyone stupid, right? Yeah. Like I, I actually never made the connection. Mm. You know, I I got big like Wizard of Oz vibes where it's like you see this guy in real life, but also here he is as the Scarecrow. Mm. Like here's his neighbor, but also. He looks a lot like the host of this show. Yeah. Is it the same person? Huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it. It's like, oh, no, this is just their neighbor who they're giving a show to. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, exactly that. You just get all your friends and just like, hey, do you want a show? You get a show. Stanley. We're trying to fill up some time. <laughs> I, I like the bit whenever. Should I still be the janitor? <laughs> yeah, exactly. After Stanley fills in and like knocks it out of the park, he's like, <laughs> Did you have a good time, Stanley? Oh, yeah, I had the best time, George. How would you like to do that every day? Oh, that will be... Wait. Oh, could I still be the janitor? Sure. Oh, all right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what a wholesome guy. No, it's like... my mop. That's my mop. That is, that was eight years, years old, old, George. <laughs> it clearly looks like a, like a company mop, because it's like has color on it. I don't know. I thought it looked like a like a croquet, like a, a hammer. I don't mm. know. Classy. Well, it's his mom. Classy mom. 
Who would give an eight-year-old a massive mop? Someone who knew what he wanted to do with his life. What are the big Fair moments enough. from this movie, Jonathan? Um, I love the car commercial with Crazy Ernie. Oh, dude. The, I don't... All right. There might be some animal lovers out there, but there's nothing funnier than a car salesman saying he's going to club a baby seal <laughs> if you don't come down there and buy a car right now. <laughs> yeah. That has always cracked me up. Um, I, oh, man. Why is clubbing baby seals like always a funny joke it's like a legitimately like bad problem i think in like the uk like there's clubbing actual, baby seals yeah that's why it's a joke is because it's an and actual, you know i'll like, do it too because i'm crazy ernie <laughs> well hold up back up what are you talking about it's a real thing yes this is real that's why that's why it's funny to reference it is because people actually go out and like commit this like act of violence against animals yeah it, it, they want like the fur or something like that yeah something yeah. something Seal like fur. that okay you didn't know people actually did that? I mean, I knew people like killed you, him for the fur, I but not like clubbing I think them. it was a big thing back then, yeah. All I know is that when Jonathan used to go hang out with his friends, he'd be like, see you, Mom. I'm going to go seal clubbing. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was the joke. Like, oh, we're going clubbing. Seal, seal clubbing. clubbing. <laughs> seal clubbing, that is. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's a good one. Also, part of his humor I, I do was have some, Weasel Stomping Day. Yeah. Weasel I, I do have some day. trivia about the that crazy Ernie character. Ooh. Um, they had wanted... He do you know who Chris, Crispin Glover? Yes, yes. <laughs> Crispin Glover. Do you know who that is? He's the yes. he's the um, the dad in Back to the Future, like the nerdy guy. Biddleman from Like Mike. Biddleman from Like Mike, if you're a fan of this podcast. Um, that might be more up your alley. Uh he they I remember they offered him some role. It may have been Stanley Spadowski. Like they they sent him the script, and he he turned it down, and he said that the only role he was interested in was that character, the was car the, cra- the crazy Ernie character. Weird. And they just thought that was like really bizarre. Ew, that he, like that's who he wanted to play. <laughs> he would have been a weird Stanley Spadowski. It would just would have been, been like a weird a car salesman. <laughs> Come on down and buy a car. We're all clubbing this baby seal. I don't remember why it didn't work out. I just thought that was. The most insane bit of trivia Why from this movie. Offer that to him, and then he turn it down, and they're like, "Well, then we're not giving you any role." Yeah. <laughs> that would have been just creepy. It, it would. The whole weird. movie would have been weird. creepy. Um, as creepy as the uh, emo Phillips uh, yep. carpentry teacher yeah. scene. Another gory scene gory for scene, me, for sure. Oh, but just call me Mister Butterfingers. Dude, the way where he's like, he can't remember the name for the tool. It's like, here's a. Um, Table saw. Like, table saw. And he's like, table saw. And he like makes that face yeah. at him like he's mocking him. Yes. Come on. <laughs> One of the best reactions of the movie. Is, is my face red? Oh, would you look at this? Oh. <laughs> Just blood like spurt. Pointing it right at him. <laughs> would you look at that? Oh, Emo man. Phillips. Oh, incredible to watch the deleted scenes like we did before this movie and see that that was supposed to go on way longer. Oh, there's so <laughs> much like, more, too. I tell too. my students to put the thumb in their mouth until they can get to the hospital. And he, like, sticks <laughs> it in his mouth and walks off. Emo Phillips is in the TV show. Oh. Actually. Yeah. He's a recurring character. So is... um, He's not a recurring... He's in it at least twice. There's um and that's reoccurring for a show that went 13 episodes. Yeah. 
the 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 bad guy, the evil news anchor, was in an episode of the Weird Al show. I remember, and like one of the skits, they got him back. Oh, really? Yeah, I remember R- him. R.J. Fletcher. R.J. Fletcher. But he wasn't like a news. Anchor. He was a different character. Right? No, he was. Yeah, yeah, it was just a character. I really appreciate in also one of my favorite sequences, uh, where Weird Al becomes Rambo. Yes. Um, and rescues Stanley from like a, a really tiny prison cell that's like <laughs> just sticks. Um, but he gets he gets in that like helicopter and is like just like firing at all the national monuments and yeah. exploding them up. Um, but that's also the only scene where R.J. Fletcher is not himself, where he appears as like the enemy helicopter driver. Yeah. yeah. And like, I I what don't, I don't remember the actor's name. Oh yeah. Who plays R.J. Fletcher? But like he's great. Mm-hmm. Like he's such an incredible like Kevin McCarthy. Villain. Kevin yeah. McCarthy, great cartoon villain. Like yeah. he really plays it up. <laughs> and in my head, he's like so in that headspace yeah. of this like news anchor CEO guy, right? But then there's that quick like in Rambo where he's like in this helicopter, and that like takes me out of it for a minute. I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, he's an actor. Like yeah. having fun, like f- doing this incredibly <laughs> goofy movie and playing into the goofy like helicopter Rambo scenes. Like yeah. just a little thing I don't think about till I see it. I'm like, oh wow, everyone here is having fun. Yeah, and makes me love the movie even more. Yeah, I I was uh I was reading a little bit about him specifically, and like Weird Al had talked about how. I think they were going with casting him. They were kind of going with like a, a Leslie Nielsen type vibe. Hmm. They were trying to get with like uh, he's like more of like a classical actor or, or like serious actor, but had like been transitioned, like had a great sense of humor, loved doing comedy, just hadn't really done much of that before. So that's what they were kind of hmm. going with for that. And, okay, and, and just like thinking about him, like he talked about him like having a great time, like having a great sense oh, of really? humor and like loving being on the movie and all that. And I was just thinking about, like, he, his character is so convincing as, like, this mean old man. Like, I feel like he's, like, the he's definition so, of a boomer like yeah. that people would make fun of and, like, laugh at. But, he's so convincing <laughs> that I don't like seeing him in the movie. Right. I think he's a great villain. He's a great villain. He's yeah. great. Can we real quick talk about um, all the scenes with the homeless man? Yes. <laughs> um where he first, which is also a big quote, change. You got, you got any change? You got change. $99. $1. Thanks, mister. And like gives him a whole dollar bill yes. for change. Yeah. Um, and then the real quick bit where he's on the bench with the blind man trying to solve the Rubik's yeah. Nope. Is this it? Nope. Nope. Is this like, it? It changes it once and hands nope. it back. Is this it? He's just helping him out. He's got nowhere to go. Like, it's what is so he going to do? He's just like. He, yeah, exactly. It's something they. It, uh, it seems like something they do once a week. Yeah. Like they meet up. They're friends. They're buds. Yeah. And then the real quick at the end, where he he gives him like the the rare mint pennies. Yeah. And I had enough to buy this new watch. It's a Rolex. <laughs> <laughs> it conveniently has two thousand dollars to finish this plot line. Mm-hmm. I'll buy the rest of those shares. Yeah, he's like the missing piece to like solve the plot. Two thousand dollars. <laughs> all about karma yeah because he would because george was nice to him at the beginning so he helped him out wow thanks mister thanks a whole lot but dad shut up happy birthday <laughs> dad anything he said was funny just because of the way he talked <laughs> a, a great a great like one-off character is yeah like snooty rich son yeah will always be funny <laughs> And then, and then the one shining moment of that other guy who comes into the big white cowboy hat, mm-hmm. like, take that ridiculous thing off, <laughs> rips the mustache off yeah. instead of the big hat. 
that's also one of my top moments of the movie is that that gag. <laughs> it's just the ripping off the mustache. <laughs> one quote we didn't say when the the cone in the librarian bit was like, "Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System?" <laughs> also a classic. Yep. Absolutely a classic. I think that might be my number three one. Yeah. Yeah. We have a lot of quotes for this movie. I think we've been light on the quotes in the movies we've been covering lately, but we're making up for it with today's with, episode. With UHF. Pretty much every line so of the movie. Much. So Isn't many quotes. Quote? Yeah. Um, we didn't really mention much about the beginning. It opens up with like an Indiana Jones yeah. parody. It's it's funny. I, I like the the it bookends with like Indiana Jones and Rambo, basically. Yeah. <laughs> remember what I was saying with um with his music, where it's like I didn't under I've never seen I've never heard Gangsters Paradise, but mm-hmm. I've heard Amish Paradise. I had seen this before seeing Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, which explains why I'm a Kingdom of the Crystal Skull fan. <laughs> but that's another story for another time. <laughs> I, I did like that um, the the idol that they're chasing after is like an Oscar, basically, yes. up that they're yeah. trying to get. And then also, I just love like when he when he steals the the idol and he's running away. It's like watch for falling rocks, and he just like gets <laughs> it's like giant rocks just land on him, and he keeps running. Yeah, Ooh, this is like real quick. Oh, and then he just <laughs> keeps going like it was nothing. My favorite part about that is where he gets hit by the train. Yeah, yeah, the guy jumps out of the cave and a train <laughs> slowly <comes>. backs out. <laughs> I like when he like is running from the boulder through various landscapes and turns on like a city corner and the rock also turns to follow <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah. <laughs> Point is, you have to see this movie to fully enjoy it. You can't truly enjoy it just by us trying to convince you to watch it and by quoting it. Uh, we didn't. Oh, we haven't talked about. There's some other characters we haven't really talked about. Um, Philo. I feel like his best contribution is just turning into an alien at the end of the movie. Yeah. Which, which was as a child of- genuinely <laughs> scared me. Yeah. Like but like uh, kind of embarrassing like old enough to remember being yeah. visibly scared by this and thinking I'm too old to be scared by this. <laughs> yeah. I like it. even he gets a show like Secrets of the Universe and he's like today I'll be teaching you how to make plutonium out of common household objects. Let's begin. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to know in the deleted scenes they give you a full recipe yeah yeah <laughs> um so what does he say set your microwave to eight thousand to eight thousand degrees, degrees. <laughs> yeah uh there's noodles macintosh macintosh no noodles i don't McIntyre. see a noodles macintyre macintosh yeah, Fran the, yeah. I felt the so bad for him when he got a boo-boo on his elbow yeah it actually broke my heart Noodles getting heartbreaking. Top ten most um, anime deaths. <laughs> most anime deaths. <laughs> Number one, Noodles Macintosh. <laughs> uh, well, we haven't even talked about the love interest. <laughs> Hate her. Least favorite part of the movie. Just, is just to move mind. the plot. After he breaks into her house and like puts all the creepy mm-hmm. decorations, and like we don't get any more development other than her, rather yeah. than. The next scene with her is she goes to R.J. Fletcher to stand up for George. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Has your mind been changed because of his like very creepy gesture? And there should be a movie about being broken up with because you're creative, and then mm-hmm. living your best life. There shouldn't be like, I need to get the girl back. That's La La Land. I was reminded of the scene like 
at near the beginning when she like makes dinner for him and the scene with the mashed potatoes. Yeah. And I didn't, I hadn't seen like Close Encounters. I don't know if you guys knew. That. I still that haven't was, seen that. That's movie. a reference to Close Encounters, <laughs> the third guy. Yeah. Oh, the way he's like carving the mashed potatoes. Yeah, he's potatoes. like he's like yeah, shaping it like, into this mound. He's like, this is important. That this was means, one of the first. Yeah. That was one of the first scenes where everyone else laughed in the room, and I was like, oh, I should probably watch more movies. <laughs> As an eight year old. Yeah. <laughs> Fast forward to today, I still haven't seen that. Movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it once, just so I could understand the reference. Right, basically, it's all about Weird Al. <laughs> um, was there any other moments like that in the movie that you didn't, you hadn't seen, you didn't get the reference? Gone with the Wind. At okay. the end. I knew yeah. she was going to say I that. I knew she was going to say that. I think I've seen that one time, maybe. I just haven't seen that one. I don't know. I just since doing this podcast, I really, I always thought I was a film buff, and everything. <laughs> But the more I've done this and more I realize how much of not of a film buff I am. I just love movies. Yeah. I'm a movie buff. I'm not a film buff. Yeah. You're a movie fan. I like that. And I've realized I'm more of an expert on children's cinema than anything. Well, when you're a kid, that's what you... The majority of your life you've lived. Well, yes. As of right now as a kid, right? You yeah. Know? But, like, I never continued. I just stuck with it. It's all right. Um, people need to start a pre- this is totally tangent like actually no it's not even connected to anything we're talking about it's fine but I'll people, leave it in no cut this <laughs> actually cut this um, people need to appreciate animation as a medium and not a genre yes um, not all animation movies are the same or tell the same type of story um, they're so so different it's such a beautiful and creative way to tell different types of stories also another reason why I'm anti-subtitles. Gotcha! This is still oh, an anti-subtitle no. rant. Um, the amount of work that goes into every single frame of an animation movie, like it's like every frame is a painting that was built for you to watch, right? And like I hate missing out on any second of that. Mm. Yeah. That's why animation needs to be appreciated more, not not looked down on as like a children's thing. Like majority of the adult movies that I love are like animated adult movies. And, and yes, and I agree. And while you're at it, people need to stop being freaked out by Chicken Run and Polar Express. <laughs> Those are, are beautiful out. animation are styles. Out by Chicken Run. Yeah, they don't like claymation. Oh, that's true. I forgot people. The don't stop like motion it. can be kind of only when they're turning them into chicken pies. So yeah, part of where it's freaky, but but Polar Express people hate on that because it's creepy. It's too un- it's too uncanny. It's too close <clears throat> to looking like it's real. That's why people don't like it. <laughs> Whatever. I also have to mention that. The Hawaiian shirt that Weird Al wears at the end of this movie, like during the telethon and stuff, probably my all-time favorite Hawaiian shirt. How much would you spend on eBay if that was on there? A hundred dollars. The shirt, which that isn't he wore. that much, but I, I would. That's that is a good amount for a Hawaiian shirt, though. Sure. You'd spend more than that. I know. You Are would. you talking about like the actual the, one? No, yes, the, the actual one shirt that he that wore. he sweat in. He probably still wears it. Okay. I saw what a news was... interview with him. He was like showing off his like his closet and it was like 300 like Hawaiian shirts. And he's like, what yeah, if he he's like, it? my wife's been actually trying to get me to pair these down. Like trying to get rid of some of these. <laughs> what if he was selling it on an auction for charity to keep channel? Well, then I wouldn't be able to afford it. Cause then, you know, right. I feel like that would belong in a museum. Should like, the hard rock, like, like the hard Smithsonian rock. museum no. in a, in a Not Twinkie wiener sandwich. Rock, like they'll Northern just like Indiana. spray it in hairspray to like make it, solid it's already preserved oh, like in a block it's of epoxy pre- 
He's right. It's already <laughs> it's preserved. Not, it's not rotting anytime soon. I think we should talk a little bit about the um, the Weird Al biopic with Daniel Radcliffe because we all watched that together. Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. Yes. What, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Um, felt like it was meant to be the spiritual successor to UHF mm-hmm. in a way. Um, and it's like very like goofy take while maintaining a serious atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it definitely didn't hit the same like instant classic, yeah, like cult classic hit that UHF kind of had, yeah. Um, but almost in a good way, like it, it it knew that UHF existed and like decided to stand next to it rather than fill the same space. You know, I'm mm-hmm. kind of with you there, but instead of UHF, I think it's the spiritual successor to the complete Al. Yes. <laughs> Have you seen that? No, what's that? Is it only on VHS? I think it is on DVD now. Okay. But when I got it, that's another Weird Al purchase on eBay, was the Complete Al on VHS. Um, I guess it was in the late 80s. Um, it actually may have been even before UHF came out. Oh. And it's huh. like a... Yeah, you have to see right it. Right when Watch came out. Yeah. Do this next, yeah. Um, it's basically like that, like a mockumentary sort of, uh, like biopic of his life sort of. Yeah up to that point like there's this whole like dramatic recreation of him going to michael jackson to get permission to do uh beat it or eat it (laughs) and uh (laughs) there's a lot of great bits in that and honestly himself yeah 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 it's him and uh and it's not really it's a mixture of like all of his classic 80s music videos but also like it's got segments in it and i don't know it's it's more like uhf I bet, like a I bet there's a... Hmm. I don't know. Okay. I bet it's on YouTube. Um, and I think that is more like pure Weird Al humor than like the Weird Al, like the weird biopic. Yeah. Um, and I liked it. It had a lot of good moments in it and stuff. It was funny. It was, it was worth watching. But I didn't think it was as good as the complete Al for us Al, Weird Al purists, you know? Hmm. I also didn't think it was that necessary. Oh, the auditions. <laughs> I forgot the about that. The auditions was good. Um there's quotes in that that we quote also. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute, I'll get it. Sorry. That's just know. for me and Jeremy. Um, gotcha. I'll sit this one out. Uh, the uh, so the whole like weird biopic was like they made a funnier die sketch like in 2011 or something like that, right, and it was right. like for like a trailer for like Weird Al the biopic movie. You know, the Weird that Al was story. a joke. Was that it was a trailer for and a it movie was, yeah, that it would was never like, exist exactly. And I feel like this was just so I knew I was basically gonna get the same thing with that, except for longer. So I don't know if they necessarily needed to make it. I feel like the joke was probably already played out with just like the sketch on Funny or Die. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I did love seeing just Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al. I thought that was really Weird Al. That was wild <laughs> to think Harry Potter <laughs> as Weird Al. Yeah. What a diverse it, it was actor. it was worth watching. When I first that. saw that announcement, I thought it was an onion article. I mean, that makes think, sense. Yeah, I think it took me a while yeah. to understand, like, oh, this is actually a real movie. I don't think I believed it at first, either. Like, yeah. I think a couple weeks after it had been released, I was still yeah. like, maybe this is real. Yeah. Like, maybe I'm not getting punked. <laughs> Roku TV, that's not real. That's not... <laughs> I think one of the best bits was him, like, dying in the end. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert for Weird, the Al Yankovic story. <laughs> the tombstone just, like, ate it. 1985 or something like that. Well, um, I guess we're about time to wrap it up. I did want to talk about 
you know, what what is our letterboxed review of this movie? Have you uh, given any thought of that? Ranking this Ooh. movie on like a scale of one to one to five stars. Ooh, I'm I'm not like a letterbox guy. Like mm-hmm. I don't have a letterbox account. And I don't mm-hmm. rank any movies. Okay. Um, and I have, but if you were to ask me to do this, I fully have to put aside like my personal love for the movie. Okay. To you know, you don't have to. Oh, no. I will. Okay. Um, I won't. Cause if actually, uh, yeah, I will. Yeah. <laughs> like if if it's just me. And what do I love it? I'm like, I'm giving this 4.5 out of 5. Like, I will always come back to this unless I'm, like, real tired and can't deal with the pacing. Uh-huh. I'm always coming back to watch this. If I'm giving this movie what I think, like, critically, like, if I were going all snooty film critic on it, mm-hmm. I'd give it maybe, like, a 2.5, maybe a 3. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, let's see what Roger Ebert had to say about this movie. Play the clip. UHF is the first feature film by Weird Al Yankovic, who has made a reputation over the last 10 years for his parodies of hit songs and music videos. He's funny at two minutes, but at two hours, he's not so funny. I think the problem may be that Weird Al has spent his entire career making little pieces of film and video that are about two minutes long and kind of funny, and now when he's trying to work at feature length, he can't make the story go that whole distance. If this had been a movie, all the way about that funny little UHF station that might have been funny, but it's so chopped up and so disconnected that I found myself not laughing at all. I was very disappointed. I give UHF one star, and I'm Roger Ebert. Okay, no, that's enough. We don't, we don't, we don't care. Wrong, wrong. Dude, my favorite, okay, <laughs> this is not a Superman podcast, but mm-hmm. the one and only quote I'll ever say from the Superman movie, wrong, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Man will wrong! Awesome. <laughs> wrong. So wrong. Roger Ebert completely missed the point of this movie. I agree. I'm going to go ahead and give my my uh, letterbox. I know okay. Jonathan's a five out of five already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going four and a half. Okay. Just because I think it took itself as a movie too seriously. Now, that's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's something... I never You're thought I'd ever gibberish. say But Shut up you little weasel <laughs> That's another quote Anyways I'm giving it a four and a half Because it takes itself too seriously As a movie Like My least favorite parts Are what make this a movie Yeah you know? yes. So like yeah. The plot Points mm-hmm. And the things that moves the story forward Least favorite parts of the movie I would have been just as happy And I would have given it a five out of five If it was just a fade to black and then the next. Yeah. Which again is like stuff that like modern movies and TV shows are. Like they're all yeah. like this goofy, like disjointed. It's like that's what the people like. I'm yeah. going to say this movie's mm-hmm. way ahead of its time. Hmm. And behind it. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is nebulous. So <laughs> I, I wouldn't give it a five out of five just because in that way it kind of makes it exhausting to watch. But super near and dear to my heart. Super staple of my childhood but even more of jonathan's and also can't give it just as good or better review as jonathan can so jonathan what's your letterbox review all right i've, I've got a, an essay written here um but i i'm just gonna tear it all up and speak from the heart okay uh i give this one out of five now <laughs> oh man <laughs> uh you called it i i give it a five out of five at, at one point in my life this was my favorite movie 
like yeah. of all time. If someone asked me what my favorite movie was, UHF. But oh, you never heard of it? Let's watch it. But now it's Midnight Madness. And now it's Midnight Madness. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I've softened on that. I don't I don't know that I would say this is like the my favorite movie of all time, but it's in my top five. Okay. Um, I mean, when I have like on Letterbox, if you have an account on there, you can put your like top four or whatever. And this is one of them. Better or worse than National Treasure? Don't answer that. I don't want to know. You don't want to know. Um, National Treasure is not on that list. I said UHF I didn't is. Know. That doesn't give you an answer. I'm just saying it's not on the list, and that could be a mistake. That could be an oversight. Anyways. Um, no, this movie has pacing issues. It slows down and then has just random hilarious moments that are the funniest things I've ever seen. Really make it um, shine. I, yes. I just love it because it's Weird Al. It's that zany type of humor that I love. And uh, I, I'm not taking the nostalgia blinders off for this one. I'm going to keep them on. Yeah, five out of five. Absolutely no way. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that for you. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to look if this movie was streaming anywhere because we just have the DVD of it. But it actually is on YouTube like with commercials. For like free? Free with ads. All so right. Really? If anyone wants to watch this movie... To know what we're talking about, watch or just free. or just Please do it. Watch it on YouTube, or like find some clips because that's probably the best part. Honestly, is just yeah. some of the segments of the TV shows that they're parodying. So, yeah, watch it on YouTube. Huh. Do you have any lessons learned from this movie, Jeremy? <laughs> any Always takeaways? Stick with a red snapper when you have the chance. Never go for what's inside the box. That's legitimate advice, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Never take risks in life, I think. No, I definitely would. I'm always taking the box every (laughs) single time. Over a rotting fish that's been on a wheel, Mm -hmm. I'm taking the box. What about you, Jason? Anything off the top of the dome? Mm -hmm. Um, It will always be worth it to find the marble in the oatmeal. Yes. (laughs) You can drink from the fire hose, baby. There, there is one quote in this movie that has really always stuck with me, and it's just good life advice. When things aren't aren't really going your way, sometimes you got to grab life by the lips and yank as hard as you can. <laughs> <laughs> because he's and weird that's, Al Yankovic, and that's that's, that's gotten me through some tough days, you know. For sure, yeah. for sure, yeah. so real. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well. I guess it's time to wrap it up here. Yes. Jason, thanks for being on the show with us. Thanks for It's been for a long time me. coming. I know we've talked about having you on and yeah. finally finally we've made it happen. So. I'm I'm so happy. I'm so happy to be here. This is this is yeah. so much fun. <laughs> I didn't know just how much fun it was gonna be. <laughs> thanks, guys. Yeah. Anything you want to plug? Oh man, yeah. Um come check out the Underground Donut Tour. Um we have locations all across the US, Canada, and Europe. Um absolutely fun way to see a new city and also eat a lot of donuts get a slice of the food scene in a new city um check us out especially in nashville or chicago or any major city near you check us out at www.undergrounddonuttour.com if you use the promo code donuts 10 you'll get a 10 percent off your ticket price wow are you for real i'm for real yeah it might be Donut 10, not Wait, Donuts you made, 10. I'm is not it, sure. Has it always been a thing or you just made that that's, a thing? That's always a thing. This okay. is this is promos. I'm I'm plugging, uh, man. I'm plugging. Let us say we this got is, our first sponsor. This is like the most legit plug we've ever had. That was on so show. rehearsed. Most people were just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm on like Instagram or Letterbox at like at blah blah blah. Nah, man, come check out my food tour. Dude. Absolutely, it's so much fun. Yeah, yeah. we have Do been it. on it. 
and yeah. it is amazing. So yeah, this, you should go to if it. you like donuts. I mean, who doesn't? Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> Bagel Ben. It's in the name. Bagel Ben. Bagel can Ben's take a, tours. Bagel Ben can take a crowbar and smash my head in. <laughs> and if Bagel you Ben was an intern at Channel Eight, <laughs> and if you don't book one of these tours now, Jason is gonna club a baby seal. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, go do that. That's awesome. Um. Stanley Spadowski is getting the Chicken Joe Award. Oh, yeah. He's my favorite character. Pure of heart. That is it. That's all I have to say. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, my thanks. favorite's Cooney. Cooney. Ooh, yeah. What's, who's your favorite? Favorite character? Yeah. Raul. I'm glad we have separate <laughs> ones. That's great. Well, another day, another staple. The only question we have left is, what's your favorite inside quote from oof? Do you know that's how you uh, say the French word for egg? <laughs> no way. Oof. Yeah, it's pronounced oof. <laughs> Let us know on Instagram at Inside Quotes Cast. <laughs> your favorite inside quote from oof, not UH. <laughs> and if you haven't followed us, go ahead and do that and let us know if there are any movies you want us to cover on the show. So next week, we've got a hint. Um... Next week, we'll be covering a British film that is near and dear to my heart. So, we'll see about that next week. Here's a clip. I'm sorry, Gromit. I know you're doing this for my own good, but the fact is, I'm just crackers about cheese. Look, if I must change my ways, at least let me do it my way. With technology. It's time we tried my latest invention. The Mind Manipulation Nomatic. Our show art was done by Bryce Bridgman, and you can find him on Instagram at Groovy Bridge. And our music was done by Alex Bird. And we would love it if you left us a five-star review. And if you do, we promise to read it right here live on the show. But more importantly, five stars, and we'll teach your poodle how to fly. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed listening to us talk about our childhood staples just as much as we have. And if you did, make sure you hit follow on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so that you don't miss out on a future episode. Also, if you like the show, (laughs) share it with a friend. You're going to redo that one? No, I loved it. I liked the laugh. It was was great. Yours was great. Until next week, we'll see you next time on Inside Quotes on U62. Next time, we'll unlock the secrets of Al Capone's glove box. Aha! Uh-huh. Roadmaps! <laughs>